What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. This is Jillian from San Francisco, and I never listen to I Doubt It with Dollamore because I have better things to do with my time. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dollamore. All right, welcome to the 260th episode of I Doubt It with Dollamore. I am your host, Jesse Dollamore. Sitting across from me, the lovely lady who does stuff and things really, really well. My lovely co-host, Brittany Page. All the stuff and things. <laughs> Real well. Listen, we're we're 260 episodes in. I'm So you're running out of complimentary uh, things yeah, to say to I'm me. I'm running out of good stuff. Cool. So it's just we're gonna have to Maybe the listeners can contribute or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm teasing. I know. I'm teasing. I know. Sometimes I have things to say, and sometimes I'm not quite as prepared. Yeah. Obviously, not that prepared right now, since we're hours late doing the show. We're doing the show like 12 hours later than normal, Mm -hmm. because I have just not been able to kick whatever. I sound like Donald Trump in a debate with the sniffles. Yeah, that sniff was really well-placed. I want to (laughs) give you some props on that. Um, It was perfect the way you said that sentence and then did the little sniff in the middle. sniffly sniff, yeah. You really conveyed the sickness to the audience. Yeah, well, I'm no longer coughing as much. Uh Uh-huh. No longer coughing as much. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's still achy, McGee, a lot of sleeping you know, it's a, a Britney Wonderland. Yeah. For Jesse D right now. That's great. However, that is not what we want to talk about to start the show. For new listeners, we kind of like to give a flavor for the lives of Britney and Jesse mm-hmm. before we start into the the heavy of politics and news. And Britney, she just loves communication from fans. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> That might not be the best way to put it. Brittany wants to talk about a message she got. I don't know if I want to talk about it, but we're going to talk about it. Right. Well, let's let's put it this way. Brittany got a dick pic. Kind of a dick pic. I don't know if it's considered a dick pic if the dick is covered, but it was... Well, if that's the case, then every dick, every pic you get is a dick pic because well, it if was there's just... jeans over the dick, it's a dick pic. Well, it wasn't jeans. <laughs> No, he was in like some weird little animal print thong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he said, this is a new one or something? No, it just said new. New. Yeah. With a picture of him. Uh-huh. Ugh. Yeah, it was very strange. Tor- you know, uh, naked from the... Uh, he was naked except for the underwear. Yeah, and his his head was not in the picture. Uh, just the body. 
And very shocking because this happened before 9 a.m. as well. Right. Um, <laughs> so apparently this is like a morning routine for this guy. He kind of gets up, puts on the animal print thong, snaps a pic, and then harasses women with it on the internet. Well, dudes are just... Listen, we are... We are not that evolved. <laughs> Brain-wise, it just... It's like yelling out of a car or whistling or haranguing a woman from afar. When has that ever worked? Right. Well, I mean, what was the expectation? Because I opened the message, saw what it was, immediately went and deleted him from my friends list. Yeah. And does he think that I was like going to open it and be like, oh, my. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is great. Wow. Call him up immediately and be like, hey, where are you at, bro? You know, <laughs> what does he think? What is he thinking? Well, that's what I mean. Dudes are dumb. I don't understand. It was not a good situation. And isn't this a little like sexual harassment? I mean, why are you sending me a picture of you almost it, naked? It does seem. A against li- my will. Like, why are you doing that? It might not be able to be legally classified as sexual harassment. But it's certainly harassment. Isn't it a little like... They are unwanted advances. Predatory almost? I mean, if you were... Absolutely, I think. I mean, the thing is, it's not completely naked. But if you were to like flash yourself at somebody, that is... That's illegal. That's illegal. So I know his his dick wasn't completely out, but we saw some outlines, okay? (laughs) And... um, He Anthony wienered you. Yeah, it was just very... It's a very weird thing to do. It is creeptastic. And there, it, there is something predatory about it. He is forcing um, himself in an intended sexual way. Uh-huh. I mean, he intends to arouse you, <laughs> to titillate you, Brittany Page. Yeah. I mean, it didn't work because he's a clown. Also, that's weird and stop. Yeah, but it is weird. <laughs> it, I mean, what was the thought process? He's like, ah, oh, yeah, I got my coffee here. It's the morning time. <laughs> And uh, what should I do? Should I read the news and educate myself about current events? Yeah. Nah, I think I'm going to send a, a dick pic. Well, and the funny thing is, because I, I did a screenshot and I was sending it to my friends because, of course, that's what you do. Oh, you have a... Should we should we share it and maybe just... I know you're uncomfortable. I don't like publicly shaming people. Well, we could cross off the, the name. We could do that. Although he would probably really love us doing that. <laughs> providing who cares no i'm i'm saying he would probably love that that if we cross his name out no that we're sharing his body (laughs) with the masses he probably would love that genuinely but i was sending it to my friends saying (laughs) look at this it's like before 9 a.m and this is actually happening and one of my friends said hey look there was a message before this one like a couple months ago and it was a kissy face and I looked, and yeah, he had messaged me before a kissy face. Right, right. But I didn't think anything of it, I guess. Well, maybe he just thought he had to amp up the game. That's what I'm thinking. And so <laughs> since I didn't respond and I didn't like acknowledge it, he was like, oh, maybe like she didn't get the message with the kissy emoticon. Or maybe in his stupid dude brain, he thought that you were playing hard to get. Maybe I don't it wasn't, know. Maybe it wasn't. Uh, you're, you're, you're speaking rationally. But yeah. I, I, you got to put yourself in the mind of this idiot uh-huh. who, oh, the kissy face didn't work. Right. She must be playing hard to get. 
let's show a mostly nude photo. That's going to get her attention. She's really going to like that. Yeah, I also wonder what the, the new was about. Does that mean, hey, this isn't from like six months ago. I took this this morning. <laughs> um, please commend me. Um, this is this is how I look. Well, right you now. rewarded him with the uh... deleting him. Yeah, what, was he a friend? Do you know this person? I have met him in person before, but I mean, he's basically just an acquaintance. I've met him yeah, before, right? Mm-hmm. Dudes are weird. Yeah. Well, you know, this has been the more you know. Oh, <laughs> uh, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what people learned from this uh, other than sharing in my trauma. This is an I Doubt It With Dollamore public service announcement. (laughs) Don't be sending the dick pics. Please. A dick really should be, a dick pic should be something that's requested. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It It should never be be. a surprise getting a dick pic. Mm -hmm. It should be... A welcome event. Mm. Something to celebrate. (laughs) Yeah, it should really be a welcome event. All right. (laughs) You're just really like excited about this. Well, I just I just find it very peculiar. Yeah, it is. It's really weird. Yeah. I I don't know. I I I agree. The guy's really, really proud of himself. Yeah, I agree pretty early. You're focused on the time. I don't think any time is appropriate for an unsolicited dick pic. I don't think any time is either. I'm just saying the morning time is particularly unusual. And I was (laughs) caught off guard by it. (laughs) So especially be wary of the time. (laughs) Because you're not a morning person. No. Especially you. Yes. He would have had better luck. His odds would have been better at a positive reception. Had he done it at like 10 p.m. Uh-huh. Because Brittany Page is more nice at 10 p.m. than at 9 a.m. in the morning. That is true. Because 9 a.m. is early, early for you. All right. Well, let's dispense with all of the dick talk, the dick pick talk. Please. And let's move on to some listener voicemails and emails. We got a whole bunch. That's what happens when we skip. We didn't skip a show. We did our Thanksgiving episode. And by the way, thank you, everybody, who submitted and took part in that. We really appreciate it very much. We've gotten a lot of great feedback about how much the episode meant to people, and we appreciate it. But it's we need to move on with non-positive news, with regular heart-hurting <laughs> tragedies of the impending Donald Trump presidency. Before we get to that, though, let's get to some emails and voicemails. Like I said, we've got a lot of them. Let's start with a voicemail, and then we'll kind of intertwine voicemail, email, voicemail, email. What do you say? That sounds like a keep great it. idea. We'll mix it up. Yeah. We'll, we'll keep it. Keep the, the audience guessing what mm. comes next. Hey, guys. It's Sean from Kansas. I, uh, so uh, our friend uh, Tommy Laren, Lauren, whatever her name is, She's like tweeting about the Fidel Castro thing, and she was like saying somebody tell something like somebody tell Hillary that there's a job opening and for a dictator in Cuba. Well, as hilarious as that is, Fidel Castro hasn't been the dictator or the president of Cuba.
Cuba in almost a decade. So I know everyone says she's like aiming to be like like a Fox News anchor or something. I'm I think she might be too dumb for Fox News. I would agree that Tommy Laren doesn't have the chops, the professionalism chops to to actually have a a legitimate Fox News job. That's saying something. Yeah, well, I think that what she says plays to her audience, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I don't think that... She's not about information. She's about propaganda and whipping up the fury of her insane followers. Right. So that tweet probably had an overwhelming amount of retweets and favorites because it's Tommy Lahren and the crowd that loves her would love that tweet. Yeah. Even though it makes no sense. They are a radically low information audience. And also, listen... I've said it before. We talked about this during the Olympics. When you have a sore loser, it's one thing to be a sore loser, but when you're a sore winner, that is even worse. And that is exactly what's happening right now with the Donald Trump camp. We're finding out just how bad of winners they are all across the country, and we're going to get to some of this, but people are acting like complete assholes in public announcing that they voted for Trump and they demand satisfaction. They demand to be respected now as though they weren't respected before. As though their station as a white American wasn't already a pretty good setup they had going. And Tommy Lahren's another one. She is, let it go. You won. Hillary Clinton is now off shopping and taking selfies with people who, uh, when she's hiking in the woods, she's dropped out of the spotlight you can leave it alone now you won goddamn well i also love how she and many other republicans are criticizing fascists and dictators since fidel castro died but they don't have a problem with putin right or donald trump praising putin or donald trump saying at the national convention that he is the answer to everyone's problems and that he alone can fix everything right or that he wants to roll back constitutionally protected rights. So do you or do you not like that approach? <laughs> I don't think we're going to get an answer. Okay. So we, we shouldn't wait. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, you want to read an email or you want to go to another voicemail? I have an email right here. Let's do it. Hello, Brittany and Jesse. I'm a huge fan of the show. And Hello. Hello. Really- and really appreciate and respect your opinion. Thank you. With that in mind, uh-oh, I wanted to comment uh, on yeah, your... That, that doesn't sound like a good transition. <laughs> yeah. That's that's like a little bit more of a fancy but... Or <laughs> a nice way of saying, however, with that in mind, I wanted to comment on your 258 episode regarding an email that was read from Rania. Forgive me if I misspelled her name discussing how respect is no longer an option with how to respond to someone that thinks it's okay to disrespect another. What really made me feel like I'm not the crazy one is when Jesse commented about how perhaps fighting racism just needs to be done with some good ass kicking. Mm. I couldn't agree with you more, Jesse. Oh, see, it was positive. I grew up in South Florida where you needed to kind of grow a pair and speak up when you felt that something just not right. Or maybe it's the Latina in me. Nothing would get me seeing red more and having a moment of insanity than when I was witnessing a person being disrespected, bullied, or forcing one to feel shame or guilt by either race or gender. 
The things that come out of my mouth to someone who is disrespecting another person, I have to admit, make me feel good. I admit this might not be the best way, but maybe civility is not working anymore. And perhaps, like Jesse says, sometimes you just need to fuck someone up. I don't think I said that. Well, I've said my piece and want to thank you for all the good work you do. Love the show and Brittany's the best part. Respectfully, your loyal listener, MJ. MJ. Well, first of all, thank you for the email. I would say this. I need to walk back some. You I don't wanna, really do. Yeah, I, I don't want to. I, I need to be careful. I don't want to send an army of furious, angry, violence-seeking warriors out there. Uh-huh. Warriors for justice. I, I don't want to say social justice warrior, but because when I talked about that, I said, I don't want to give in to that lower self that that yearns for that because it's not going to solve any problems. And like MJ said, it, it does make her feel good. It does make you feel good. But is that what we want? It's almost just kind of a hedonism thing where it it's instant gratification. It makes makes you feel good right in the moment. But it doesn't further the conversation. It doesn't better our situation if we all just start kicking each other's asses. Mhm. So I should have I should have been more strenuous in my with my disclaimer about what I said. Now, having said that, now see, now that's not good. I'm going kind of going back on with it. With that in mind. With that in mind, I still wonder, you know, what, and I would love to solicit from the audience what their ideas on this are. What are ways to change someone's hearts and mind about uh, racism? Yeah, well, and I think that I will interject here and say <laughs> that you can't just beat someone up because they say something racist right you're gonna go to jail is that is that going to be beneficial for your life or the life of your family is being in jail going to help you change hearts and minds of people i know i listen or is the racist going to say convince me hey some liberal social justice warrior just beat my ass today you know i think i'm gonna change my mind about this whole racist thing uh look I know you don't have to convince me. Uh-huh. You're, you're practically wagging your finger at me like I need to learn a lesson. I'm definitely not wagging my finger. But... I said practically. Okay. Essentially. Uh-huh. It's a verbal finger wagging is what I'm getting right now. But I now. think there is something different. So if you witness something in public, and this is happening a lot. Again, second call. We're going to get to it very soon. We're going to talk about it. If you are using force to intervene in a situation where someone is being physically harassed or touched. That's justified. That is justified. But that doesn't mean beating someone's ass. That means, we're not lawyers. We're not given legal advice. Right. That would mean <laughs> getting involved and, you know, restraining, restraining someone. someone or something like that. Right. But unless you are being physically attacked, ass whoopings, yeah. Are not the way that adults handle situations. Right, right. That's just kind of the deal. I would maybe go toward the public shaming option. <laughs> the the public ridicule option. I love doing that. I've been an asshole to guys in Starbucks who are being super uppity about their coffee not taking as quickly, not happening as quickly as they'd like, and they act like an asshole. And I'm like, hey, 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 dude, no one thinks you're awesome right now. Everyone thinks you're an asshole. Shut your mouth. And uh, 
after he left embarrassed, uh, you know, I was the hero. It's pretty aggressive. It was a good time. It's pretty aggressive. I'll do that every time. Okay. Without shame. So you keep wagging your finger. Um, Figurative finger wagging. Okay. <laughs> I just, it's I don't know. It's the FFW. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird thing. Yeah, I'm a weirdo. What can I say? I... I think it's overly aggressive. I mean, if if a customer is lashing out at someone who's working at a store, I think that's different. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about well, uh, about you a, just you made it sound like they were just complaining no, about no, no, their no. coffee. No, no, no. I'm talking about a guy who is who's not just like, "Oh, harumph, I'm aggravated." I'm talking about a guy who's going off on the staff. Okay, well that's a different. guy who's causing a scene. Okay, that's different. Who wants attention? And, and yeah, I should have explained it better. Well, if they want attention, that's different, too. I'm talking about it might be okay to intervene if he's, like, calling the person stupid or cussing at them or being overtly hostile toward the actual human that he's yeah. interacting with. But yeah. if he's just like, oh, oh, my God, I can't believe that. Yeah, I, like, that, come on now. Whatever, who cares? I don't interject myself into every situation. Yeah, just quietly look at that person and roll your eyes and laugh. That's hard for me. Anyway, let's let's thanks MJ for the for the for the for the email. We appreciate it very much. Let's move on to another voicemail. Hey guys, Brittany number two here. Um, I was just thinking about this as I was listening to podcast number two fifty eight, and uh, Jesse, hope you're feeling better. And um, so something I've noticed in Mississippi that you guys may not be aware of is that people are fucking racist as shit down here. And of course that's sarcasm. But anyway, uh, I've decided and I have already put into action that the, every time I talk to someone and I'm telling you about my experience, whether it's in a, in a shop or in a store, a restaurant or in a store or, a uh, anywhere money goes from my hand to your hand. And I'm telling you that experience was phenomenal or it was horrible. It was the worst experience ever. If the only thing you care about is was that person white or black, I'm done. I'm shutting down, not finishing the conversation. I've already confused the hell out of a lot of people with this. Because if that's all you care about when I'm done telling you my experience is whether the person was white or black then you didn't even hear any of what I had to say in the first place and you don't deserve to hear the rest of the story. And that that has confused people and I have I have had to explain that that does not matter and I refuse to answer that question. And you know, you don't care if it was a man or a woman, you don't care if they were married or single, why do you care if they're white or black? And that is my rant. And hope you guys are doing well this week. <laughs> Thanks for everything. And as always, we Britneys are the best part. All right. Well, this almost goes in line with what we're talking about a little bit. It almost does a little bit. Mm-hmm. That apparently means it doesn't go at all. I have had this experience in the past myself where... And it's not always, well, they'll ask after the fact, like, oh, were, what was, were they black or white? It'll be included in their story. Mm-hmm. So I'm on this plane, and this black guy starts talking about blah, blah, blah. And then you get to the end of the story, and the fact that the dude was black has nothing to do with the story at all. It was just this little little 
little soupçon, little detail that didn't need to be included. So then you can just ask, hey, I remember at the beginning of this long, drawn-out story you just told me for no reason that you said he was black, and I'm just wondering why you felt that was important to add to the story? Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's adding a little color, co- no, no pun intended, but a little color commentary that just, did you give me the ambient temperature of the cabin of the airplane? <laughs> you didn't have to give me all the details. That's certainly not a, a detail that needed to be included. Right. So I, I think Brittany is right there to shut it down. Say, yeah, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. That's not what I said. I just. No, that, Brittany number two. Oh, Okay. Yes. Well, you're please, not, please you're, clarify. You're not the only Brittany I in the know world. I'm not. There That's are too many. That's very self-centered of you. There are too many. There are too many. Everyone's named Brittany. <laughs> All right. Email, voicemail. What do you say? Email. I have only recently been turned on to your podcast from previous YouTube videos. She, they're probably real turned on after the dick pic talk. Yeah. And previously, I wasn't much of a podcast listener in general, but now I am hooked and look forward to each new episode. This past week, I listened to your bonus episode with Mark Trailer on his new book, which I intend to buy, Radicalizing Peace. I did have a couple questions for you two that I think would be great to have answered, especially for your new listeners such as me. Jesse, you frequently talk about your upbringing with religion, as well as insert Bible verses into some of your older videos, especially regarding hypocrisy and the Christian faith. So my question for you is, what changed? Do you still consider yourself a believer? I would love to know a little about your past. I myself am a believer and feel very strongly in my faith. However, a few years ago, I went through a divorce where my church family shunned me because of it, even though infidelity was involved. And also with this past election, I have had my eyes opened to many different points of view, and I consider myself more of a free thinker. Brittany, from the episodes I have been listening to, you are in grad school. So my question to you is what led you to be a part of this podcast, and do you foresee yourself keeping it up after grad school? And lastly, how did this podcast come to be? I am intrigued to know all about you guys. Love you guys. Love the show. And while Brittany is the best part, Jesse is a close second. I'm a close second. And I would be dropping the Brittany is the best part drop right now, except for because I had to buy a new laptop. I haven't migrated all of the all the data, all of the the little sounds and the little little drops. I haven't done that yet Mm because I've been sick and I'm a lazy turd. You know, all, all of that. Yeah, of course. So uh, to answer your question, um, no, I am no longer a believer. I still have, when you, when you leave Christianity, or at least this happens with me, that you, you go through kind of the stages of grief mm-hmm. where you're, there's bitterness involved, there's, there's doubt, there's all, all this stuff that happens. And I went through a period about five years ago, and I left Christianity a long time ago, but you go through a period where you're a little bitter about all that time you feel like you wasted. You kind of lash out at, at, at the faith. In my case, I lashed out at other Christians. I, you know, it's kind of a one, I'm kind of an aggressive dick anyway. So you are, that doesn't help. Yeah. That doesn't help when you're, you're lashing out. I lost a lot of Facebook friends and I regret, I regret all a bunch of that, but I still have an immense amount of respect for, a lot of the stuff that's in the Bible. I wouldn't say most because, you know, it justifies slavery. It justifies rape. Uh, God or... I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> but there's a lot of stuff that Jesus said. and Like we talked about with Mark Trailer about the red letters. And I have, for a long time, talked about 
Christianity really isn't Christianity, it's Pollyanity. It is the, the edicts that Paul laid out. He was the, the letter of the law Jew who, when he converted, carried a lot of that stuff with him. He never knew Jesus. They never met before. They were contemporaries. They were alive at the same time. But he never met him. He, he wasn't a disciple. He didn't travel with Jesus Christ. So I do believe that he, forgive the term, but he perverted what Jesus intended for the gospel. Having said that, I'm not angry anymore. I just, I don't believe. I have tremendous respect for many, many Christians as evidenced by Mark Trailer. I, I love that guy. I think he's awesome. So one of the questions was, so what changed? So what changed for you then? Well, I just, uh, I don't, I don't believe anymore. I don't believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. I don't believe that there is a God. I don't, I don't believe in, I believe it's, you know, I used to be even on this show, uh, pretty aggressive about calling it a fairy tale and mythology. While I still believe that I'm not as aggressive about it because it's, I believe it's disrespectful or it's going to be taken as disrespect by believers. And I don't, I don't mean that at all. You know, I, I, it's not empathetic or loving of me to shit on someone's belief, even if I think it's wrong, as long as they're being a good person and trying to better the world, you know, and not casting a vote for Donald Trump. So, <laughs> Right. The criticism would come in when it is being used to oppress people. Um, That's right. Yeah. Or generally just inflict pain on other people. Right. Which it very often is used. Which clearly Jesus wouldn't be down with. Mm -hmm. I mean, if there was a love guy ever it's that guy he's such a love guy he was a love guy he's a love guy <laughs> everybody should be love guys uh so so your question to me that i'm in grad school yes what led me to be a part of the podcast which we could tie into how did the podcast come to be well me and jesse were sitting around and we have always wanted to do this kind of work um either radio or being on the news commenting on things and so we decided let's start a podcast and we did yeah since everybody and their brother has a podcast yeah. why why not us too right so we bought some mics some headphones started you know accumulating all of this equipment and started it and at first it was just our friends that would listen and then it quickly grew into not just our friends listening so we kept doing it and it's been really fun so that's how it came to be <laughs> real quick. Like, and do I plan to keep doing this after grad school? Yes. I plan to keep doing it after grad school. Um, I plan to graduate in May and I will see what happens after that. It's definitely, we're playing it by ear, but the, the plan is for Brittany to remain involved. Um, I'm hoping against hope. That's the case because it, I don't know how I would continue. I can't do this solo. I don't have the skill set or the chops to host a solo podcast slash radio program. I just don't. So mm -hmm. I am uh, on bended knee begging Brittany to stick around. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think we have a couple of, uh, of other emails. Let's push them to next show, play these last two voicemails, and move on with the program. Hello, this is Rania from Philadelphia. You guys were talking about the Muslim registry in your most recent episode. And as a Muslim American, I am terrified of the idea of Donald Trump 
implementing a Muslim registry into his policies. As I said, I am a Muslim American. I was born here, so I'm a natural-born citizen. And um, my parents are um, immigrants from Egypt, and they've been here for decades. They are also U.S. citizens. It's just, like, terrifying that I'm an American citizen who is going to be put on the special list because, you know, a few people decide to commit terror attacks in the name of our religion. I, and I don't understand why Christians, like very religious Christians, are not, you know, outraged by this because when you threaten one person's religious freedom, you threaten everyone's religious freedom. So this is something that not just Christians, but just everyone should be concerned about because it violates our First Amendment rights. And it's just not fair. We've we already went through Japanese internment camps and those were completely unethical and we realize now that that was wrong. You know, we should not have to repeat history. It's just it's not fair. I agree with all of that. I would say not not to worry so much because one one thing is I think there will be millions of Americans who are aware of history, and I'm one of them. I've been hashtagging all over the place. Um, add my name. If they start some Muslim registry, this atheist is going to add his name to the registry. But Donald Trump and his, his campaign staff have been saying, and I don't know how trustworthy any of that is, because they don't tend to stick with you know, any particular position for very long, that it won't be for citizens, it'll be from incoming immigrants from certain predominantly Muslim nations. So look, it, we're, we're up in the air with this, but I think the, the constitutional muster will have to be passed and federal courts will be swatting this down left and right. Keep in mind, Donald Trump isn't going to be a dictator. There are still constitutional constraints put upon the executive branch like any other. And our federal court system, I don't believe, is going to put up with his shit at all. So don't be scared. I would get defiant, if anything. I mean, I can say that being white guy who, you know, isn't, uh, isn't going to be affected the way you are. But know that you have allies out there. Brittany and I, you know, maybe not chief among them, but we're out there. And we're going to be using our, our platform, our megaphone, to, to loudly scream as often as we can for like-minded folks to join and ally and have our name added if there ever is a list. Mm -hmm. All right. Last voicemail. Hi, Jesse and Brittany. My name is Taylor, and I am from Tempe, Arizona. First off, I'd like to say that I love the show. 
uh, your guys' podcast is the first I ever listened to, and it's still my favorite podcast to this day. Uh, my question today, and I have a few comments on this on this subject too, but my question is about um, gun control. Uh, it seems to me that, and you can correct me if any of my facts are wrong, but it seems to me that in this country, in America, we have a very severe problem passing even the most basic of gun control laws. Um, things like uh, mandatory background checks uh, are ironically not mandatory in all places, as far as I know. I believe there are many places where you can still buy a gun if you're on a no-fly list. Uh, during the Clinton administration, I believe we had an assault rifles ban, but it was only good for 10 years, I believe, and it was not renewed under George W. Bush. So at this point, you can still buy assault rifles, I believe. Uh, you know, so on and so forth, things like that. And I guess I should say that I am not opposed to um, gun ownership as a whole. I mean, for Christ's sakes, originally I came from Boise, Idaho. We fucking love guns in Idaho. <laughs> Having said that, I feel like there is a lot more that we could do and should do now in regards to gun control. But my real question is, if we don't act now and pass even the most basic legislation now in regards to gun control, do you think we'll ever get to a point where the, our government kind of throws its hands up in the air and just says, fuck it, that's it, no more guns? Uh, and if so... What do you think it would take for us to get to that point? Um, obviously, I don't think anything like that is going to happen under the Obama administration, despite outrageous claims by far-right-wingers, in my opinion, who say he's the most anti-gun president ever. Even if that was true, uh, there's not much of a precedent, as far as I know, for being incredibly anti-gun. And I think we can all safely say that the Trump administration, if anything, is going to try to make it easier for people to buy guns. But again, I could be wrong on all that. Again, the real question is, do you think the United States will ever get to a point where it just says, you know, that's it, guys. No more guns for anyone. And if so, what would it take for us to get to that point? Uh, like I said, love the show. Uh, you guys are awesome. And keep up the great work. Thank you very much. There's a lot to unpack there. I think we're going to have to start doing like an episode every couple weeks that's just voicemail related because we're 40 minutes in here and we haven't even gotten to all the topics for the show. Yeah. It's... <laughs> so, but we want to be attentive to our listeners and responsive to their questions and their concerns or their fears or whatever. I mean, we're in very tenuous times. Very quickly... I, I don't foresee a time when the government will just throw up its hands and say no more fucking guns because of the fact that we have a and it is enumerated in the Constitution with the Second Amendment that the right to bear arms shall not be infringed. And the Supreme Court has held with the Heller decision that the individual right of gun ownership shall also be protected. The individual right. So, what we need to lean on to have more sane gun policy in this country is more comprehensive background checks. You shouldn't be, if you're on a no-fly list, and that's a whole other argument about being put on a no-fly list without due process, and I think it's a worthy conversation to have. 
But if you're on a no-fly list, you shouldn't be able to walk into a gun store, even with a seven-day waiting period, and buy a goddamn gun. That doesn't make any sense. If you have mental illness, if you have certain types of mental illness, I'm sorry, but you don't get to own a gun. Just like if you're an epileptic, you don't get to fly a plane. There are certain things that you're going to be precluded from buying a gun. It's not to stigmatize those with mental illness, and I don't want to get down in a rabbit hole here. But certain people just don't get to own guns. And through background checks, comprehensive background checks, we will be able to eliminate a certain number of people who would do harm to others. We're not talking about legal gun ownership here. The amendment says that the the right shall not be infringed. Well, if you have to wait seven days, your right to own is not being infringed upon. It's just, we're going to check you out, make sure everything's okay, and then you can own gun. Yeah, do your thing. As far as the assault weapons ban is concerned, that did sunset under George W. Bush. And there were several moderate, reasonable Republicans like John Kasich who voted for the assault weapons ban in the 90s. It was a pretty universal, I mean, it passed with a Republican Congress. So it was a pretty universally supported piece of legislation. With Donald Trump, you know, obviously I don't, I don't see that happening People are afraid of the, the NRA, which is has more, more bark than bite, which is strange that people cower at the, because it's not a large organization. Yeah, there's members, but it's more, it's more of a, a facade than anything else, I believe. So I hope that answers your questions. Thanks, everybody, for your voicemails. If you, too, would like to sound off, communicate with the show. Of course, you can email a voice memo from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. All right, before we move on, because I don't have all my my preloaded little zingers and stingers and drops and bumpers, if you'd like to support the show other than by listening twice a week or as often as you do, go to dollamore.com slash paypal, dollamore.com slash patreon, or dollamore.com slash Amazon. That'll link you through to Amazon to do some Christmas shopping or to set up a a, a, a reoccurring donation through PayPal or Patreon. We appreciate your guys' support so very much. In fact, we have three new PayPal slash Patreon supporters that we want to thank. Sam. Sam. Jessica. Namesake. Jessica. And Faith. And Faith. And I want to say, because one of our Patreon supporters was having an issue, right? They wanted to donate 25 cents per episode, and Patreon wasn't letting them do that. Well, it turns out that Patreon changed its rule, and you can no longer do 25 cents an episode. However, you can give a dollar per episode and then change your monthly maximum to 
$2. To $2. And then that would be 25 cents per episode. So it won't let you set the amount at 25, but it will let you give a dollar and then set your monthly maximum at $2. And it won't take more than $2 from you. It will automatically adjust to giving us 25 cents per episode. Yeah. So I know that sounds complicated, but I want to let you know because I'm sure that there have been other people that have tried to do that. And when it didn't work, just said, well, F this. Yeah. Uh, So... That is the way to get around it. Just a little workaround. And we appreciate Sam for providing this information to us and getting to the bottom of it with Patreon. You can also, if Patreon's not your flavor, PayPal, that's a reoccurring thing too. And you can pick whatever amount you want. So anyway, we appreciate you guys. We love you a lot. Now let's get on with the rest of the show. Dollamocracy 2016, facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism. All right. Well, listen, Brittany and I have decided what we're going to do is we're going to cover a couple things here, wrap the show at about the hour mark, as close as we can get it, and then we'll do a bonus episode of all this other shit that we didn't get to because we were trying to be gracious, awesome hosts who love and respect their audience. Is that too self-congratulatory? It is not. (laughs) Could be a little more. So, going back to some of the calls that we've been talking about, in the wake of Donald Trump's election, there are all kinds of Donald Trump assholes who are worming their way out, who are acting out in public, who are being sore winners. And I don't know if it's because they are emboldened by Donald Trump's win, or if they just, if the asshole gene has been activated. This is a man on an airplane who, for some unknown reason, decided to make an announcement prior to the plane taking off. How many people, man? Uh, Really? Ain't nobody gonna say no shit on this plane? We can't hear you. You can't hear me? Donald Trump! Baby, that's right. This man knows what's up. We got some Hillary bitches on here. Come on, baby. Trump. That's what I thought. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, baby. Donald Trump. It's your presence. Every goddamn one of you. If you don't like it, too bad. So this is what, again, going back to why did no one say, hey, Sit the fuck down, asswipe. Why did no one make any move to say anything disapproving of this man's behavior, including the flight crew? Yeah, well, maybe everyone was taking a psychological approach. One that you might take (laughs) for a five-year-old that's throwing a tantrum in a store, for example, where you just ignore them. Yeah. And that does not reinforce their behavior, so the behavior does not continue. Yeah. And if you watch this video, all of the people are just looking down and kind of have this look on their face like, <laughs> what, what's happening right now? Right, right. Uh, I don't think anyone gives a shit about anything you're saying. Um, so I think maybe they were just trying to avoid. Well, Delta, wh- whatever airline this is, I think it is Delta because it's out of Atlanta. It is Delta. They apologized. They issued a statement. Oh, you have the statement. 
We are sorry to our customers who experienced this disruption. We have followed up with the teams involved and all agree that this customer should not have been allowed to continue on this flight. Our responsibility for ensuring all customers feel safe and comfortable with Delta includes requiring civil behavior from everyone. The behavior we see in this video does not square with our training or culture, and follow-up will continue so we can better ensure our employees will know they will be fully supported to make the right decisions when these issues arise. It makes you wonder, though, had they removed this dick face from the flight, what would have been the narrative then? That Delta kicks off Trump supporter because he voted for Donald Trump? I mean, what would have been the, the, the bass-ackwards bullshit narrative? Yeah. What, bass-ackwards? You... Is that how it's said? Yeah. Oh, I've never heard that before. Like ass backwards, it's bass backwards. Yeah, I, maybe I'm wrong. You know, I, don't know. I understand the premise. Look, I don't <laughs> need to be called out about everything I say, Brittany Page. I'm just curious. Yeah, you were judging. No, I'm just very interested. You were judging. Genuinely, you were interested. judging me like those people on the plane were judging that redneck. <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> well, listen, this isn't the only case. In Chicago, on the 23rd, a woman in a Michael's craft store. A pretty little white girl who was well-dressed. She has her nice little little scarf and her little goose-down jacket. Her trendy little galoshes on. And she's losing her mind on black store employees because she, over and over, she's saying she was discriminated against. It really makes you wonder where the bar for discrimination is if this woman thinks that she... Has it so bad? Why don't you your face? And I voted for Trump. So there. You want to kick me off And look who won. And look who won. And look who won. Okay, this lady is actually screaming that she's been discriminated against. So if you can hear what she's saying, she said, for someone in this community, she's talking to a black woman, and the community that she's talking about is the black community. Right. So she's <laughs> making all kinds of just... It's diarrhea of the mouth. Just rampant assumptions. Right. I mean, just what is she talking about? Yeah. You want to you discriminate against me and name call me? You want to name call me? You want to name call me and discriminate against me, right? And at this point, several people are have flipped on their cell phones and are now filming her. Because that's the way things work now. That is exactly the way <laughs> things work. So if you want to employ the Jesse method and freak out on somebody in public, just know that you're probably going to be made to look like an asshole if you're being an asshole, that is one of the reasons why I don't act like an asshole in public because I don't want it to be known that I'm an asshole, Brittany Page. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got it. I'd rather it just be audio. 
uh-huh. of me being an asshole. Right. It's a little harder to put a face to a to a voice. Yeah. Well, apparently, even being filmed doesn't doesn't keep these people from continuing. I'm in a video too. And then she approaches the lady of the video we're watching. by two black women. Yes, I was. And you being a white woman, you literally thinking that that's okay. You standing there with your baby thinking that's okay. I don't know what you're, what you're videoing. But your child is stealing. <laughs> oh, mm, yeah, I don't think you paid for that. Her baby is stealing. <laughs> and I can video you too. Please and I can you too. Please Why don't you go home to your husband who's cheating on you? Why don't you go home? Because you're... Here, I'm, I'll just videotape your file. <laughs> this is rapidly escalating. I, I'm gonna... You need help. Do you need me to call my mom? And I'm just going to videotape you and your kid. I'm, not videotaping. I'm videotaping everybody. Because you voted for Trump. People are just I did vote for Trump. You. I did vote for Trump. Yes, I did. And Why does that matter? That? The Why last that person who got said out loud they voted for Trump got beat up. So what, you're all going to beat me up? Too bad. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? No, you all have a problem with it. Nobody cares. You care. Why are you still here videotaping me? I care because you're mistreating Why are you still videotaping? I didn't mistreat anyone and you heard none of our conversation, lady. I told you to walk And that is exactly right. No one cares whether you voted for Trump. Why is it material here? At all. I think this is a situation where Someone felt offended and like they had been burned and they just lost control. Um, and then once they're in, I'm 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 in now. I'm, I'm in deep. I can't get out. Yeah. And <laughs> well, it's it's just like admitting you're wrong. Right. If she were to stop. I've never had that happen. So, yeah, <laughs> if, if if she were to to stop what she's doing, she would be admitting she's wrong. Right. But she has to keep it going. Yeah, all she has to do is just walk out of the store. She could just leave. Yeah, but apparently she's a little too prideful for that yeah. because she needs people to know, listen, I know that I'm acting like this, but I'm not in the wrong. Well, th- this video is on the Facebook page. Uh, I-, I did yank it from YouTube and put it on the Facebook page. So if you're not already liking us on the Facebook page, go there, like us, and then watch the video. Not that it's a prerequisite to like the page to watch the video, but uh, I would love some comments because it's a 10-minute, we only heard two two minutes and 30 seconds or so of a 10-minute, which is, let me tell you, it gets better. There's more entertaining parts where she's ranting and raving and she starts cursing and it's it's pretty great. Well, I mean, she's a, a worthless piece of shit. Well, I, all right. I think it's really sad. <laughs> I, I feel bad for her. You're always the magnanimous one. Well, I was mocking her earlier, but I, I do feel bad for her because something must be going on here where she is having an issue today or I, I don't know what's going on, but I feel a little bad for her. Yeah, yeah. Um, And this is sad. Me less so, but I get it. And it's sad. However, I, I think and that... And that baby probably was fucking stealing. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I think that 
this store needs to have security. If they don't have security, they need to employ someone who is there at all times that's capable of escorting someone out of the yeah, store yeah. because this person needs to be removed. She needs yeah. to be taken out of the store. She was a disturbance. Yeah, and she was being very aggressive and she starts cussing very loud um, at the woman, at the clerk, and that's inappropriate. There's kids there. You know, get out of the store. You need to be removed. Yeah. Well, let's let's get back to this though. So again, this coupled with the guy on the plane, and these are this was a cursory search. Me finding instances. There are many, 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 many cases out there right now where Donald Trump supporters announce their support for Trump. Last week, there was a guy in a Starbucks that we talked about very briefly, acting like a dick, announcing that he voted for Trump. Like all of a sudden, black people aren't going to have rights anymore. And that he needs to announce it. Like he's going to, oh, the, we need to bow and scrape because you're a Trump voter. What is going on? Did Donald Trump's campaign give these people new life? Or just the boldness and the aggressiveness to think that their views and their apparent vitriol toward people of color is now normalized? Well, I think you've always had people like this, right? My mom is kind of like one of these people. Kind um, of. Yeah, who <laughs> would go off on people in the store. We would always make... Oh, you mean aggressive in public. Yeah, we would always make jokes whenever she was mildly upset. We would just add Mr. to the name of the store. Like, can I see Mr. Target, please? <laughs> I'm I'm going to need to meet with Mr. Fred Meyer right now. That's, that's a store in Idaho. And... <laughs> Um, because it was always aggressive and like a scene and, you know, nothing's going on. Right. Just stop. Um, but there's always been these people. But then you add in the added element here with talking about Donald Trump for no reason. Why are you talking about him? Right. No one in the store cares. No one is going to beat you up for saying that. That's not real. Calm down. You know, um, so that is an added element that I don't really understand. Well, they're still trying to play the underdog card. When your guy is president-elect, you're no longer the underdog, assholes. Right, and then she's like, and who won? And who won? Yeah, we know. Do you think you're announcing news right. to people? We yeah. know. It's fine. Yeah. Why are you talking about it? Ugh. All right. Well, next up on the sore winner list, we're going to talk about Sean Hannity and his ranting and raving about the media and how Donald Trump should cut them off. He should not have any interaction with the media or at least any media outlets that gave him what they called bad coverage. President-elect Donald Trump beats down the abusively biased alt-radical left mainstream media. Now Trump's senior uh, advisor... Hang on. Kelly that, that's the other thing. Alt-radical left. Yeah. They're trying to create a new term mm -hmm. that doesn't make any sense and doesn't actually describe anything... <laughs> and here's what I think when he says the alt-radical left. What they're trying to do is make the alt-right not be a real thing. Well, they talk about the alt-radical left. That, if, if that's, th that sounds like bullshit. Well, this alt-right thing must be really bullshit too. And that is not the case. Well, find me the leader of the alt-radical left and... And them throwing up Nazi salutes. Yeah, show me a video of them having a meeting in D.C. and saying Z. Kyle to Donald Trump. Right. It doesn't exist. There isn't any alt-radical left. There is, however, an alt-radical right. Leanne Conway will join us in a few minutes. 
But first, the president-elect is now fighting back against the press that openly colluded with the Clinton campaign and that tried to undermine his candidacy every single step of the way. Now, earlier today, he met with the New York Times. We'll have more on that in just a second. But first, yesterday at Trump Tower, network executives and anchors from CNN, MSNBC, NBC News, ABC News, CBS News, and Fox News attended a meeting meant to reset relations with the president-elect. Now, Fox News executives were in attendance, but they wouldn't comment since it was an off-the-record briefing. However, according to the New York Post, Donald Trump used the opportunity to call out many members of this dishonest press. Now, Trump reportedly told them all, quote, we're in a room full of liars, the deceitful, dishonest media who got it all wrong. And Trump even took direct aim at CNN President Jeff Zucker, saying that everyone at the network were liars and that Zucker should be ashamed of himself. Now, the president-elect didn't stop there. He reportedly hit NBC News for their coverage of his campaign, and Trump slammed ABC News' Martha Raddatz, who was at the meeting for almost crying during election night coverage. You may remember this. Tim Kaine has a son in the Marine Corps. He was asked by John Dickerson, so if Donald Trump is democratically elected and your son is serving as a Marine, you wouldn't trust his life under that commander-in-chief? And Kane said, I wouldn't. That's a pretty extraordinary thing to say. Uh, if you have a son in the Marine Corps and that you don't trust the commander-in-chief, the people in the military defend the Constitution. Oh, now I'm so sure some of the room had their little feelings hurt, but really, who cares? Didn't they deserve every bit of what Trump said to them? Now, keep in mind, some of these so-called unbiased journalists, they laughed off Donald Trump and said he never stood a chance years before he even decided to run for president. And they each had to eat their words. Watch this. Here's what's great about this. He just talked about these unbiased journalists who had to eat their words. Listen to this. And then he plays this montage of clips that I'm not going to play that included like Seth Meyers, the comedian Seth Meyers at the uh, the, the correspondence dinner. Yeah, Bill Maher. Uh, Bill Maher, the comedian mm -hmm. on his show. They're not unbiased journalists. They're not even journalists, dickface. You giant-headed freak, Sean Hannity. One of them hosts the Late Show. Or something. The late late show, yeah, I think. Whatever. I he don't has know. Conan's old spot. Yeah. So I do want to say, because this is pretty important to talk about, that it seems like Sean Hannity's breathing in a very similar way <laughs> to Donald Trump as My as, sniffing's no good. Yeah, when no, he my was, ears are all stuffed. <laughs> when he was having that breathing issue during the debate. Yeah. It, it was really distracting during that clip. But but I do want to say because he starts this saying, you know, Donald Trump really took them on. He took on the media in that meeting. Now, he's talking about a separate meeting where, you know, Wolf Blitzer was there, I think Lester Holt, and then, of course, the head honchos over at all the, the media right. organizations. But Donald Trump also met with the New York Times, and you heard him say, oh, we'll get to that in a minute. Well, I want to read the full transcript, because the New York Times, I'm not going to read the full transcript, I'm going to read apart from it, but the New York Times released the full transcript of Donald Trump's meeting with the New York Times. And this is how this is how it starts. I'm just going to read a little part of it. Trump. OK, well, I just appreciate the meeting and I have great respect for The New York Times. Tremendous respect. It's very special. Always has been very special. This is the same organization that he's talked that he calls the failing New York Times threatens to sue them constantly on Twitter. Yeah. So but he's really he's, taken yeah, them down when he's face to face with them. He's looking for balls to jiggle. He's oh, <laughs> who's. 
Who's, whose shaft can I pay some attention to? Yikes. Well, I'm trying to be all, Ugh. Why? This is a coward. This is a weakling. When faced with his adversary or his perceived adversary, he cowers because he is not some brave, strong, taking him down kind of guy. Just like when he met with Calderon, the leader of Mexico, he didn't even bring up the wall because he is a coward. He is a weakling. He, he's not fit to be the most, in the most powerful position in the world. So it continues here. Well, the other thing I want to say before we continue the clip is the other thing that he's smashing about here that Sean Hannity's freaking out about is about how unfairly the media treated Donald Trump. Lest we forget that Donald Trump was given $2 billion, $2,000 million worth of free coverage by the television networks. He wasn't mistreated in any way. It could be argued that he, he, he won the nomination and the presidency because of the media coverage that was given him. Donald Trump should keep all of that in mind. The media already had its chance to cover Donald Trump fairly and honestly. They blew it. And in my opinion, it's time to reevaluate the press in this country. And maybe it's time to change the traditional relationship that the press will have with the White House. Now, in this day and age of Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, does Trump really need to be granting access to biased journalists that openly oppose him? Just look at the video the president-elect released yesterday. It was detailing actions that he will take on key issues during his first 100 days in office. Now, Trump can do this and speak directly to you, the American people, without having his words twisted and taken out of context. Why not do that? So until members of the media come clean about colluding with the Clinton campaign and admit that they knowingly broke every ethical standard that they're supposed to stand and uphold, they should not have the privilege. They should not have the responsibility of covering the president on behalf of you. Who does that sound like? What kind of a regime does that sound like? Vladimir Putin. That is exactly right. That sounds like Russia, where journalists are hunted down and murdered by the, the regime over there, by the administration of Russia, Vladimir Putin, who disagree, who don't give flattering coverage. This isn't conspiracy theory. Tens of journalists have been murdered, mysteriously found dead at the hands of Vladimir Putin and his, his goon squad. This is dangerous talk. That the, the, the president of the United States is, is going to extricate himself from the, the watchful lens of the press in the United States. That's a problem. Because what's next? Are they going to have to start registering? Are they going to have to... Is he going to start some state-sponsored news outlet like they have in Russia? This is a problem. Well, and it's really alarming because Hannity is not a journalist and so he can launch this attack but people think he's a journalist right because he's on fox news right and so they think that he is one of these fair and balanced quote-unquote journalists and oh if hannity is saying this uh he's a journalist himself and he's advocating for this well no hannity is donald trump's mouthpiece they have a close relationship hannity appeared in his campaign videos yeah he 
is a clear supporter of Donald Trump. He's not someone who is going to be critical of Donald Trump for fear of losing access to Donald Trump. That is exactly right. And it's just disturbing hearing Hannity talk like this and stir this up among his followers. Yeah. Ugh. He's a pumpkin-headed freak. Well, that's, that is a very legitimate criticism. It is, it is weird to me how many giant... Sarcastic. It is, it is weird to me how many giant heads surround Donald Trump. Newt Gingrich has a, an epic pumpkin head. It, it, it rivals the size of my melon. I don't understand how he can find so many bobble-headed weirdos to, to surround him. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Seems like you're really concerned about that. Yeah, it's really weird to me. And yeah. then they got, you know, Rudy Giuliani, who's effectively a grown Zika baby with his tiny little pumpkin. It's a weird thing going on over there. You have really noticed some details that other people haven't, it sounds like. I'm I'm tuned in, Brittany mm-hmm. Page. I am really tuned in to the It's fascinating. To the head situation. Yes. <laughs> All right. Listen, we're gonna end it there. Uh maybe tonight we'll we'll sit down and do the rest of this episode, do a little bonus thing. Um if not, we'll push it to next, but I'm really hoping we can we can find the time to do that because we want to give you the full experience and get all of this news out of the way before midweek. So, until next time, for Brittany Page, I am Jesse Dollimore, and this has been I Doubt It. I'm a weirdo. What can I say? I... What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.